0: Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill, where we give you the brutal reality of truth. <clears throat> Listen to that; my voice sounds a little, a little raspy right there. That little Tina Turner. Um, on this week's episode, Jalil White. Now, um, obviously, Jalil White has been in the entertainment industry as an actor for decades. You guys know this. It shouldn't surprise us that he has some unbelievably funny, engaging, and insightful stories about having been in this industry so long, but he does. I think everyone listened to this podcast was blown away um, at just the amount of gems that he was able to drop. We'll say something else about this podcast. Jaleel White uh, brought a couple of party favors to the situation while we were uh, recording this, which made this podcast even more loose. It was fun. That's all I'm gonna say about that, man. I was on my job. Uh, anyway, you're really going to want to listen to this if you've ever tried to make it in the entertainment industry, if you've ever tried to navigate Los Angeles, and if you just want to hear the story of someone who had th- uh, fame and notoriety thrust upon him at a young age and had to fly the plane while it was still in the air, like my man Nip said, um, Jalil White will give you something that you can use from this podcast. Okay, This is one of the most uh, insightful Funny, engaging ones we've ever done. Very proud of this. It was great. Pop some pills. Let's get into J-Lo White. All right, a couple things I want to talk about. Um, we're coming off the heels of last night's um, NBA Finals game in which the Warriors were able to stave off elimination in a one-point victory over the uh, Toronto Raptors. During this game, uh, something happened that I have to, to sort of address. Uh, Kevin Durant re-injured himself. He tried very bravely to play in the game last night to help his team. um, Rebound from the 3-1 hole that they were in. uh, And uh, early on in the game, uh, he injured his Achilles. We're not sure um, how KD is going to recover from that, um, how long he's going to be out, but typically an Achilles injury is a very serious injury, and it looks like he might miss some time. While this happened, uh, there were people on the sidelines in, in Toronto Uh, that clapped. Um, And there's a little bit debate about whether or not they were clapping because KD was hurt or whether or not they were clapping because of a play that happened on the court. I guess there was a steal. Uh, But I've seen video, and you can watch video at home, um, of people uh, not only clapping but waving as if to say goodbye to him. Um, Now, obviously there's no one uh, that – would argue that that is appropriate, right? I mean, I'm sure even fans that committed that act um, would say that they were probably wrong with the gift of hindsight and you know a night to sleep on it. I will say this though, whereas you're going to hear a lot of people saying, "Yo, we're sorry. This is not really us. This is this is not an, an this is not an indictment of the fans in Toronto alone." This is a teachable moment for all athletes. All athletes, especially the black ones. Um, These people don't care about y'all. And I hope that you remember that. I hope that you remember they don't care, they don't give a damn about you at all. This is like any other thing. They care about what you're able to bring to them in terms of winning, notoriety, and what makes them feel good, okay? Uh, In the history of America, forever, Black people, as entertainers and athletes, luminaries or or whatever kind, have been used um, and exploited for uh, making other people feel good. And at the moment that you're doing that, you're exalted. At the moment that you're putting a smile on their face when you're dancing or you're singing or you're acting or you're shooting a basketball, you're exalted. The moment you ask for anything, ask to either be respected as a human being as you exercise your constitutional rights like Colin Kaepernick, um asked to be respected as uh, uh, um, a, a religious man as you exercise your religious rights as Muhammad Ali um, the list goes on, you will be vilified so they'll turn on you like that and a snap now obviously those two situations don't con- don't compare to someone injuring themselves, but the point that I'm making is whenever you guys see an athlete trying to get every single dime of his or her worth from an organization and you use words like selfish you use words like self-centered you use words like you use terms like not team oriented i'm simply saying that you don't know what you're talking about you have no clue what's actually going on because these are people that are looked at by organizations by fan bases and by the general world as commodities. They perform, and when they perform well, they're rewarded. And when they don't perform well, they're discarded. It's as simple as that. You saw a human being on the ground last night with a very serious injury for simply trying to help the organization that he was a part of. Kevin Durant didn't have to try to play last night, but he did. And you saw people, albeit in the visiting place, uh, laugh at the fact that he was hurt. It's disgusting. Now, when these gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, because it happens to um, uh, uh, women in sports as well, uh, when they make decisions that at all prioritize their long-term future, um, their long-term dollars, their long-term reputations, you have all kinds of things to say about them. But when they are down with a busted tendon in in their leg, you laugh, you point You smile. Listen, not going to go on too much longer. I'm just going to say these are the moments that athletes, anyone, need to remember. Remember that while you're out there, you play for your teammates, you play for yourself, you play for your family, you play for your community. But you should not ever play for them because they wouldn't do it for you. Play to represent where you came from play to represent the ideals and the morals and the values that you have to represent the generational, uh, uh, to, to secure the generational future of your family. But don't ever think you're doing something for a jersey or for a bunch of people who really don't care about you because they don't. I love the Lakers. Love the Lakers. But I got to love my brothers on the Lakers, I gotta love the players. I gotta try to view these guys as human beings. I'm not watching the NFL right now, but I love the Saints. But I have to understand that the Saints are made up of 55 human people with human concerns, human needs. That's important. These people are real, flesh and blood. Know they make a lot of money, but let's treat them as so. All right, we're gonna get into Jalil White, but I have to address one more thing. Uh, Last week on TMZ, there was a story that was run. The story involved T.I.'s sister. Um, Precious Harris. I'm sure everybody knows what went down by now. The uh, findings of uh, whatever so they they TMZ published a story they shouldn't have published. Okay, uh, they did so um, through and in spite of the strong objections of a lot of voices in the office, um, you know, mine being one of them. Um, there were a lot of people that felt like the story didn't have very much news value, um, and that, quite frankly, it was distasteful. And I would say uh, it was a disgusting story. Um, now, when this happens, obviously, people look and they go, "Yo, Van, like, you know, you're in the you're in the building. How could you make this happen? How could you let this happen?" The there are two answers to that question. One is that. Uh, One matters and one doesn't. One is that uh, I don't control what goes up on TMZ. While that's true, it actually doesn't matter. It's, in my opinion, part of my function to be uh, accountable to the community that I represent as long as I'm in this building. And if something is done to cause that community pain then it is on me, and it is on the other people that consider that to be uh, what it is that they do here. Um, I once talked to uh, a very uh, wise brother from the Nation of Islam, and I worked, we were talking about doing the story, um, and he said, well, just to let you know, uh, we love you, Brother Van, and we love the things that you try to do, but if we talk to you and something goes left of this story, we will c- hold you accountable because you are the person there that we have to hold accountable. That is a fact. I, um, despite my strong objections, despite the sick feeling in the pit of my stomach that I had when I saw them on the site, have to apologize to T.I. and to the Harris family. Have to, wouldn't be a man if I didn't. Have to apologize for the pain um, that they went through. It was needless, it was gratuitous, and he was absolutely right about everything that he said. And that's me uh, sitting here really hoping that God grants that family the grace to get over the loss um, uh, of their loved one and that going forward they are empowered by her memory um, and that they are uh, comforted in the fact that so many people loved her and so many people loved them. And I apologize. All right, pop some pills. Let's get into Jaleel White. White people in the room clap for for Jalil. White. Hey, hey. White people in the room clap for Jalil White. Hey, hey. Come on, we only got two white people in the room. You can't. (laughs) We don't have the bandwidth for more than that. Sometimes we got two. Sometimes we got three. But the common thread is Jaleel, they are white. Brother, I just
1: love that you got a room. We got a room. No,
0: you have a room. This that is, room, this
1: your name is yeah, on my, here.
0: Like, yeah, I've been able to carve my own shit no, out. It's, bro, it's, 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 it's people out here in this, this town have been here for a long time, and they don't have this in a room yeah. or on a parking space. I appreciate that. Uh, well, I don't have the parking space yet. We're still working on that. Yeah, no, it's a big-ass parking space. One day, one day we there. will have a parking space. My brother. What's going on? How? This thing's close to me right are now. you? Well, you are like you want yeah, to push it back a little bit? Yeah, we'll push it
1: back a little bit. By the way,
0: tell me what, what am I chewing on right here? What is it? <laughs> I brought you a little edible, man, a little candy, man. Yeah. You're a little trying to get us fucked up here on the Red Pill podcast. Man, listen,
1: dog, it's afternoon, you know, it's it's five o'clock somewhere. Let's start happy hours. I'm <laughs> <Start laughs>
0: fucking with it. Let's get it let's get it popping. Right. See, here's a here's the thing that happens, right? So you're talking about someone. Angelil White, who's been independently wealthy since he was 13 years old.
1: That's what it's called. <laughs> All right,
0: as you're talking about somebody like Van Lathan, who will eat this, finish this, then has to go outside and go back to work. <laughs> um, brother, what is up with you, man? How are things? Um, I'm good. I actually had just released a, uh,
1: a new show on Netflix. You're telling me about this called Let's talk uh, about this. Historical Roast. Okay. Um, it's it's figures figures from history mm-hmm. roasting each other. Okay. Um, it's a, it got a better reaction than I thought. I was a little nervous about it. Right. I, I was happy with my part, but I, I played
0: Nelson Mandela
1: and Muhammad Ali. <laughs> and in They ma-
0: roasted you. You are roasting someone right. as those guys?
1: Yeah. So in the Nelson Mandela one, it's Nelson, Barack, and Rosa Parks roasting MLK. Wow. And in the Muhammad Ali one, it's um, Bruce Lee, Babe Ruth, and uh, who's the other person? Who's the other? Elvis uh, roasting uh, Muhammad Ali?
0: Wow! And Howard
1: Cosell, played by Jeff Ross, the roast master. Well, I
0: saw Jeff Ross talking about this.
1: Right. Yeah. So Jeff always plays a character too, and he's pretty much the, the you know the moderator of it all. And it's, it's gotten really good reaction, actually. I was, you know, you just get nervous sometimes. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, I'm reading it and it's Jeff Ross. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of sit down jokes on right. Rosa Parks. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a lot of sit down jokes. When I saw Jeff Ross talking about it,
0: <laughs> when I saw Jeff Ross talking about it, because I think I saw Jeff Ross talking to Jimmy Fallon about it, right? Yeah. And when I saw Jeff, because it was produced by the, um, uh, I saw it on the OBB. Yeah, and OBB Boys. Yeah, OBB Boys. Yeah. Great guys produce great yeah, content. Yeah, Michael Ratner. Yeah. Um, so I, I saw it on their, their, um, their Instagram. I saw Jeff Ross talking to Jimmy Fallon, and when he says, "You know, we roast MLK," I start going, "Oh shit! <laughs> what the fuck are people gonna say yeah, when they roast in MLK?" I yeah, I know. I know. Y'all go. Do they go all the way there?
1: You gotta watch it, man. It's kitschy. Like if you're if you're in bed with your lady or whatever, you just chilling late night. You got the pizza or whatever you want to put something on, and la- you're gonna laugh.
0: You're gonna laugh. Like you're gonna laugh. Are are they, are
1: they, it's not Game of Thrones event TV. You don't need to invite people <laughs> over to the house to watch. TV, right. But it, like if you're waiting on your flight and you got you know your your yeah. Netflix account open, you will like, not be disappointed. And your headphones on. Go ahead and get your chuckle on. People are gonna look at you and be like, "Why are you looking at your screen and laughing?" That person.
0: Now, are you anticipating mm-hmm. any L backlash?
1: You know what? I. That's why I was I was real reserved with it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You kind of have to just kind of put the content out there and then uh-huh. duck for cover these days. Right. Uh, but no, I. You know, people who enjoy this kind of content, they they lapped it up quick, right. okay. quick. Yeah, my my, my my Twitter's been very kind to me. I don't even really go on Twitter that much anymore, but yeah. uh, my Twitter's been very kind to me, and it's been nothing but um, uh, overwhelming response.
0: Have you heard of what uh, what the what they just said about Dr. King? Did you see that that article? No,
1: I didn't. Did some come out outside of Black History Month that I need to be concerned <laughs> with? What? They just normally we all settle this in one month. We all
0: and yeah then, we all get through the whole look at John. Right. And then, but you, know, you want to know something about? John?
1: Jesse tricked off Black History Month this year. That's yeah. <laughs>
0: you think you think you think he
1: ruined it? He, he tricked the whole thing. You guys asked me coming out of Medeo. You know, was, like, it was a whole, like the guy like led me with the question. He was like, "Do you think that Jesse tricked off Black History Month?" I'm like, "I'm getting my car." Yeah. Right now. I'm out of here. We didn't have enough facts there. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: I'm still fucking but with Jesse. But that happened in February, though. Yeah. So. I'm still fucking with Jesse, bro. You still ride with him, on I still, I got to ride with him.
1: You know, I judge no man, honestly, yeah. unless somebody's been harmed.
0: Yeah. That
1: really is kind of my line. Yeah. You know? when, when someone's been harmed, when there's been an, an assault, an attack, or, you know, then I, I feel like I, I go in. But um, there's still, you know, it don't add up, though. One, 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 one plus <laughs> two ain't three right there, though.
0: It's, it's, it's not, not it. but look, man. It's, it's not, dog. We we, we, we going to war. It's a yeah. culture situation, yeah. man. We yeah. gotta believe our yeah. brother. <gasps> if, if like like look look look, if Jaleel if if Jaleel White ever has something, you call me up like Van, Van. I didn't do it. I'ma ride with you. <laughs> I'ma ride with you, bro. I'ma ride with you. You a damn lie. That's not even that <laughs> that true. I'ma ride with you. You a I'm, damn lie, bro. Part of cultural Listen, trust baby. is I'm willing to look stupid for my brother. Man. Wow. Wow! All right, I'm. I'm. And there. by the way, I've talked to Justin. He maintains his one hundred percent innocence. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, you got to do that. I mean, he fights for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's requisite. You know what right. I'm saying? You got to do that. Yeah, it's got
0: denied, be- it, You, you know, to. I believe? There's
1: it. got to be food in the fridge. So, um, you know, <laughs> it's no <that's>
0: true. <gasps> it's true. So, uh, this project, um, is
1: just dropped on Netflix.
0: Just dropped on Netflix. Um. For a guy like you who is, has had such an iconic career, how do you choose now, like, w- the, the projects that you get involved Shoot,
1: with? based on how much money my daughter needs. Mm. Uh, <laughs> like, you, you think there's this cost right. of having a child. Right. And then you discover the cost.
0: Oh, it gets a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah, yeah. calculations are off. All calculations are wrong. Yes. So you thought yes. you knew. I'm
1: passing that on as wisdom to you. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> all calculations are wrong. What, like, what's so expensive about having kids? Um, mainly, believe it or not, is uh, is private school. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's you again. You think, oh, snooty private school, but it, no, no. You know, once you start to dive into it and you mm-hmm. see what the options are for your kid, right? You realize it's a really amazing opportunity to set your child's peer group. Right. And um, and you start to see, you start to see the differences in our public system. Mm-hmm. You know, we were driving past the picket lines and wishing them well right. for real because that was jacked up at right. the beginning of the school year. With the LA school, yeah, teachers. yeah, with the LA school the, teachers exactly. Thanks for clarifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, you know, and I was letting her know too. Like that's not going to happen at your school. Right. You know, you 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 get a chance to attend something a little extra special. Right. So there's that, and um, you know, it's just like I said, just life stuff though. But I I mean, I was being glib. You know, really these days I. Any chance I get to, to feel really funny. Okay. Word. Um, that's And that's hard. Huh. That's what people don't get now. That's right. really difficult to get in the space where you, you're driving home on the 101 from one of these studios or whatever, and you're like, that was funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, you feel good about it. Yeah, you feel about it. Yeah, because there's
1: so many cooks in the kitchen now. Right. There were so many fewer cooks in the kitchen when I was a kid that people don't realize what I did could never even occur right now. Really? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Couldn't even happen.
0: Tell 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 me why though because you know what it's it's funny that you say that because I remember an era and the era seems to be gone now and the era was of and I'm not talking about like stuff like grownish I'm talking about even younger than that of primetime shows being led by kids mm-hmm. like there was an era with even because let's be honest like. The show was a, an amazing show, but like once you came on the show, it was kind of your, your show, right? Like, you, I mean, not to not to respect to all of those guys, man. Was, you
1: ain't gotta be PC with it, man. We uh, don't oh, oh, pop the edible. We here, right? Right? right we no, we no, 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 no. But I don't want to start slurring I, my speech. Please right, forgive me. Right, it's but what, it's what, what extra good is, right. what I'm now. saying is, the show was already the
0: show was already <laughs> something that we enjoyed. But then when your character popped to the next level, it was Steve's show, right? Yeah. But then not only that, but even before then, you had Punky Brewster, you had. You had a lot of shows that were, that were, that were driven by, by younger artists. You're saying what happened back then couldn't happen now. What specifically are you talking about?
1: So now all of television is secular. So it's like if a kid is going to be at the helm of a show, that was why me, myself, and I didn't even work. If a kid is going to be, that was the CBS show I just did uh, two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a kid's going to be at the helm of a show, they consider that children's programming.
0: Wow, so it can't be for everybody. Right. So
1: they just they predetermined this can't even be for everybody. CBS didn't even know how to Jack Dylan Grazer was essentially the star of our show. Mm-hmm. Bobby Moynihan was the second star of our show, and then John Larroquette, they all played the same person. Now,
0: I remember the show. Very, it was like he was older than he right, was. Right, right. So it was it was
1: it very, very interesting premise, and it was a high concept premise that I liked. And it was single camera. I liked that too. I knew how they were gonna shoot it. But Jack Dylan Grazer had like Thirty thousand followers when we shot the pilot. Yeah, it came out when we got canceled. He had two million followers. Wow. So I'm like, again, I'm scratching my head, going, how did these people over the age of sixty not figure out how to market a thirteen year old with two million followers? Mm. Oh, they put us on at nine thirty, and uh. and so all the kids who would watch him were are going to be in bed, and they just don't even care.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And so that's where you just kind of get lost in the machine. <laughs> right. There's no one person to point at. It's just it, uh, it's it's very very difficult, man, to make programming that is intended for everyone because mm-hmm. now you've got some data king sitting at his desk that's going, oh no no, you can't be all things to everyone. It's like how? That's what that's what The Simpsons were. That's what this show was. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be all things there. No. So that's predetermined now. So if you want your adult content, you go to HBO. If you, you go to Showtime, if you want your kids' content, you go to Disney Channel, you go to Nickelodeon. So that's what I mean. I'm like, I would never be at the helm of a show right now on, on, um, on uh, primetime television that was solely dependent on me. Right. Like, if, we don't get, if you even notice, they changed the, the name game has changed. You used to have Seinfeld, Roseanne, Frasier. Right. Shows that were either named after the person or the character. Right. Grace Under Fire. They said, so networks were like, "Yo, they, they they got too much power." If it's named after them, they got too much power. Mm-hmm. So they're no longer taking the stand-up act from a proven stand-up comedian mm-hmm. and building a show around it. Hmm. They're like, "Oh, that's a that's a hot stand-up comedian." Right. Cool. We'll sign him to a deal, but we'll create the show for him. It won't be based on his act, right. and we won't name it after him because that's too much power. Right. So it's like all of these factors create identification, iconography, and they're stripping that, man, and just turning into an IP that we own
0: hmm. as a studio. So do you feel like this is ruining television in a way?
1: Um, television's getting better, actually. Interesting. Nah, so television, no. Nah, yeah, it seems like it's a heyday of Yeah, television. it's weird. It's like I can report on this. I can share about what, what's happening. But I, I don't have sour grapes about it, but you definitely, it's double dutch. The, the You know, the ropes are turning. You mm-hmm. just got to figure out how to jump in when you're up for yourself. But now there's so much content. Mm-hmm. You, like, I think everybody's like on episode three of like 10 different shows on their DVR, right? No, uh, bro, like, <laughs> like, like, I'm
0: watching, so... I'm watching Doom Patrol, right? And I gotta f- finish Doom Patrol right? now because Black Mirror is gonna start, right. and then I gotta finish that because I don't want the shows overlapping. Right. Because then I gotta have Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> it's like it, it, it really becomes like right. you're 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 doing homework with your television yeah, watching at this point. E- exactly. So and then I even know there's steps. She's gotta have it on Netflix. I'm, I'm I'm getting through all this. Like I'm you know I'm doing all of my stuff because I want to have that. Uh, I'll, give the step, I'll give you the new steps insecure to Insecure comes back.
1: I'll give you the new steps to viewing. Back in the day, like I said, when I did my thing, that wasn't nothing but black people all throughout the country calling each other, going, girl, you should see this boy on Friday night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the ratings started to go up. That right. was it. Right. Um, it was phone calls. And nowadays, if you see an advertisement or you hear somebody mention something, maybe you throw it on a DVR. Yeah. You still don't watch it. Now you start to go, maybe you're on social media, you hear people talking about it. Yeah. You hear people tweeting about it or whatever, or Instagramming or something like that. And it's like, um, and you'd be like, okay, wait a minute. That's on my DVR. Now I need to go watch it. Bruh. So we have, to be, we have to be led to the content so much more.
0: Bro, dog, I had heard, the t- show I'm talking about, Doom Patrol, which is fantastic. Yeah. I had heard that Doom Patrol was good, right? Right. I'd heard that it was good. I remember one day I was like, yo, I'm going to go ahead and download the DC Universe app so that I could watch Doom Patrol. But for some reason, I couldn't find it. Didn't know out of my mind. I did a podcast, a great podcast, Nerds at the Cool Table, and they were talking about all the shows that they watched and they, and they say, start they Do- started Do- talking Doom about Patrol. Doom Patrol. That's right. And they started talking about how great Doom Patrol was and I was thinking in my my in my, my head. Fuck.
1: It's already I had it.
0: I should have watched I that goddamn it. Doom Patrol. I could be here talking to them right now. Right? I could be the fucking smartest nigga in the room on Doom Patrol <laughs> right now. <laughs> But I didn't watch it, so you know what I did? I I took my ass home, and I downloaded the app, and then I I started the fucking show. So, So you needed
1: two calls to action to even watch the show you already knew about. Yeah. That's just how things have changed now, man. People are that busy. So I have such tremendous respect when an audience becomes a fan of a show, because I realize what, how many calls of action it took to get them there. There is no just, I mean there's very rarely you get your Game of Thrones, whatever, where everybody's gonna be home at nine o'clock on a Sunday to see what happens. Yeah. It just, it doesn't happen like that anymore. And if that does happen, oh man, you know, back up the brinks, yeah. but it just doesn't happen anymore.
0: So I know so many people who have had shows, who have had shows that have lasted a couple of seasons. When you're here in LA, one byproduct of living in LA is you're, like you come out to LA, I came out to LA in 2006, right? So what I started doing is I play basketball with guys and then all of a sudden you're sitting down and you're watching a Buick commercial (laughs) and then the nigga that you play basketball with is getting into a car going, Buick, the only car for me. And you're like, oh shit!
1: Well played. Right, you you, you know what I'm
0: saying? You're like, oh my God. So I've known a lot of people who have been on television shows that haven't been successful. You've been on a television show that was wildly successful. It's all things to everyone. Right. How hard is it to actually have a hit show. You know, it's tough in the
1: sense that people feel like I'm in control of it. Now, to a certain degree, I'm I'm I have a lot of say over if anything else were to happen to it right. going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's why there's pretty much nothing settled. Right. Uh, I don't know. I literally I'm, I'm like Bill Murray. Like I don't know if I'll ever do another Ghostbusters. I don't know. Right. Like I mean that. Yeah. But um, but it's not entirely our call,
0: right.
1: you know. I'm, we we work for a system that determines the value of the property, and then comes to talk to us. Mm. And I'm always so envious of musicians. Um, I think when you really earn my respect, bro, is the Kanye moment. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that. You know that's the like. The iconic moment of your life.
0: Right. See, and that's and, uh, the, and, we the, sh- we go- and the shit
1: happened by accident. Right. I know. You didn't. But <laughs> right. when you stood up, when you just rose <laughs> up oh boy, <laughs> something happened in your life right. you Told me then, that, and that's that's how iconography happens. Right. But I've always been envious of people like him mm-hmm. because there's no barrier between him and his audience. Right. The internet truly neutralized the music industry. yeah, And Justin Bieber's not even putting out music right now. Uh, I enjoy a good Justin Bieber concert, by the way. I have a nine-year-old. So <laughs> you fuck I, with him. So I, he's a good performer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I thought the purpose album was great. Yeah, yeah he's good. He's good. <laughs> the <kid's> good. <laughs> uh, but back in the day, if he, at this rate of production, a record company would have been frustrated with him. And they would have been like, where's the product? Right. He doesn't need that anymore. He has so many, he has such so many platforms with fans waiting for any Instagram or any Facebook or any. He can any, keep them whatever, satiated that it, exactly that it was like think about it. The Rose Bowl holds ninety thousand people. Mm-hmm. Justin Bieber got a hundred million followers. Right. The Rose Bowl can't even hold one percent of his following. Mm. That's less than his likes engagement. Right. The whole Rose Bowl. Right. So he can cancel shows if he wants to and be like, eh, you know what, I'll try this again in three months. Yeah. To have that kind of power where you can access your fans with the production value they're accustomed to seeing you with, that's the trick right there. So they take the stage. They're going to have all the accoutrement of their performance. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're a TV actor, you're waiting for, you know, I need lighting, I need directors, I need, I need insurance, I need stages, I need, I need a, a network to sign off on this and say this is our brand before, the, before anybody sees anything I've even made. So there's a giant barrier right. between my creative vision and my audience, mm-hmm. and you try to mitigate that. Mm-hmm. Especially, like I love it. I love IG. Yeah. I, I, I mean, anybody wants to come to my IG, like you're just gonna have fun, right, right? Right? Because it's my sense of humor, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and I'm and I follow other people, and I started like real earthquake. I love when earthquake jumped on. It's mm-hmm. so. If you know Earthquake, mm-hmm. you know it's so his sense of humor. Right. Uh, I, I discovered how funny Wesley Snipes was.
0: Yeah, Wesley's, Wesley's one of the
1: Wesley Snipes a, nice, one of my top follows. Wes, Wes, Wesley's <laughs> one of the
0: most interesting follows. Man.
1: Oh man, right? right? Wesley though,
0: yeah, you but wouldn't, you wouldn't think, think that, yeah, because
1: again, he's packaged as Blade and he's packaged as this. this. Yeah. Stepping outside of that, Wesley is on a whole nother. He's kind of hovering above us and,
0: and has like really deep, interesting. Yeah. Sometimes another guy like that is, you know who's like that? Orlando Jones. Yep.
1: Oh, I, I would expect that. Orlando. Yeah,
0: Orlando Jones. Wesley, like, I
1: didn't expect. I thought he would be full-blown action star, but Wesley is kind of zen. Nah, it's very,
0: very true. It's very, very but true. But he's in with jokes. Right, with jokes. <laughs> he's in with jokes. Right, with jokes. Nah, it's, it's, it's definitely true. Do you, so having grown up in the system, because, like, you were so famous so early on, so famous so early on, looking back on it, would that have been your preferable route to get to where you are no. now? No. No. Why do you say so?
1: Um, the preferable route is to have... And if you
0: don't know... Jaleel White was the star of Family Matters and was a cultural phenomenon. I just, just say this because they, they're like, like, Jaleel White starred as Steve Urkel on Family Matters and was a cultural... So leave out
1: Myrtle and Stefan and
0: all oh, see, like that. Oh, excuse me, uh, uh, Myrtle and Stefan. I mean, we're going to go
1: back there. Right, I'm right, just I'm, just, I'm
0: just saying. And, like, like, was a legitimate... Because this doesn't happen very often, seriously. This happens was a legitimate cultural phenomenon on a Mr. T. Uh, <laughs> like, 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 I'm, I'm serious, like, when, when, I, when I say that, I mean... The whole no, I know from... I, you made me laugh because I wanted a Mr. T
1: doll when I was a kid. So right, but Mr. T had it all. Hey. Mr. T
0: had cartoon doll. Uh... I never
1: got a cartoon. I wanted a cartoon. Never had a cartoon. I never got. But a you cartoon.
0: had doll. You had uh, you had cereal. I had cereal. You had doll. You had cereal. You had the the whole nine.
1: Pajamas, board games, all
0: that. The whole fucking nine. So yeah, legit phenomenon. Yeah. So, and, and, and how old was that when you? Twelve to twenty one. Twelve to twenty one. So, looking back on it, would that have been the prefer the preferable route, like you you, you said? Nope. No. Why? Why? Why do you feel that way?
1: Um, I don't like the uh-uh. way youth are treated in the industry. Mm. Um, there's a clear double standard for youth, and um, there's also many forms of discrimination in our business. Like most people, will never even talk about the number one discrimination in our business. It's hmm. not race. It's not gender. It's age.
0: Hmm.
1: Ageism is huge in our business. Nobody, you can't. So many people stave off embracing what it is to get older. They dye their hair, they, 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 Botox, and this, that, and the other. Because bottom line, if you get branded old, hey, on to the next. Yeah. So there's, a, there's, there's also a pay scale that people don't talk about. And, you know, typically a, a white male who is your Clark Kent action figure, you know, potential action figure, um, is going to get paid X number of dollars and so forth and so forth, and so on. Mm-hmm. And kids are just at the bottom of that. They've mm-hmm. always been at the bottom of that. They're gonna stay at the bottom of that. Um, I think from, from presidents to business affairs, you have a lot of people who've gone through a lot of uh, formal education to get to where they are. There's a tremendous amount of resentment that this kid is making this much money per week, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be taken that personal. At the, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's you know what does the kid mean to the property? And it should be that way. NBA doesn't look at it that way. It, it there's a different standard. But again, a black guy dribbling the basketball is the highest standard of who we pay. Right. So in on, on our side, no. I if I had to do it all over again, it would it it would have been nice if possible to um, to make it when I was a little more knowledgeable about how the world works. Mm. So just so you didn't have to take so many bumps and bruises. Going through, like, that's my adolescence right there. You know, oh, yeah. I, I, had, I had to learn. I'm learning life lessons, mm-hmm. and I'm going through negotiations. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning, you know, I'm just learning how to just talk to a girl, right. you know, and and
0: get somewhere. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. By the way, that must have been crazy, too, to be that right. famous when all of that was popping off. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: How much did you indulge? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look at Jaleel. Jaleel, no, boy, I tell you what. You are lucky that that happened then. Because I, I'll tell you why. Oh, I am. Because if it was, Whoa, if, the, if that oh, was I the am. day, Whoa. if that was the day, and you were the biggest star on TV Whoa. with them DMs going, the <laughs> 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 you are yeah. bro, you would have been. It would have been crazy. But what, 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 like, what was it like in that, in that pace growing um, up in that way?
1: You know, in one sense, man. See, this could get deep, though. I got to be careful. I popped that edible. (laughs) (laughs) Give me some water. (laughs) Give me me some water. Yeah, 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 give me some water, man. You asking me deep questions. Um, Listen, dating, thank you, uh, dating as me, Mm -hmm. as a teenager in the 90s, it's a show in itself, man. It's a show in itself. You know, because everybody knew me. You didn't have to like me, but you knew me. Right. And so that presented an immediate obstacle at all times. Then you get to the point where you start to enjoy it. Where it's like, yeah, you know. (laughs)
0: know Yeah, 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 you know, girl. Friday night, TGI. Right, but but then then
1: as things, as the dynamic becomes more complicated, you learn not to enjoy it.
0: What complicated? Uh, (laughs) Um...
1: Run, what? Running around with these damn NBA ball players, man. You just, ah. you just you just You know, you just you you start to attract the wrong ones.
0: My mom said that about you. What? What you mean? Check this out. You true, see how my voice went up? True story. <laughs> true story. True story. <laughs> there was a, there was a show that used to come on. I don't know if it still comes on. And it was hosted by Amara Shah. It's called NBA Inside Stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. You were on that show.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I did. I need to know my right.
0: Back. And so, you, so you, you were on M- NBA inside stuff, and it was talking about. are you a Knicks fan? At the
1: time, I
0: was right. So it was talking about. I'm not
1: happy with these Knicks right now. Right. I'm talking about the Xavier McDaniel, Charles
0: yeah, Oakley. How could you be happy with the fucking
1: Knicks
0: right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, so,
1: those guys. Uh, so like Greg Anthony. I, I mentioned them all. Right, Charles
0: fucking Smith, <laughs> Patrick, yeah, John Starks, all of those guys. So you was a Knick, and it was you were a Knicks fan, and it was showing you. You were it was talking about how much you love to play basketball. And that was the whole bullshit narrative of you can hoop. That's when that whole dumbass narrative started. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you see this I didn't even take the break, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a daughter now. Chill, man. I ain't got nothing to prove.
0: I ain't but got nothing um nothing to prove. But uh, but and so my mother was watching the show with me one time and she was and it showed you like, you were like talking to NBA players and stuff like that, just how much you knew the game, how much you liked the game, and how how much you were around. And my mom was like, they need to keep that baby away from them grown ass men. <laughs> and, and 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 I was like, I was like, huh?
1: Are you making this up? I swear.
0: Are you pulling a Rob Link on me right I now? I swear. Are you, are you hey, yo, rock... yo, I swear, <laughs> I swear, I, I, I promise. And my mom, my mom would always just have these little flashes, right? And she was just, say and I was
1: stuff. on the screen. Well, yeah, it was well, me. Well, well,
0: it was it you were Alfonso. This was you. It was me. You <laughs> are on NBA inside <laughs> stuff. I never forget it, and I don't even think that it showed you, like, because it was just talking about cuz they would do little featurettes about yeah, stuff like yeah, no, that. I mean, it was just like they... I was I was deep in bed
1: with the NBA back then. Right, so they and should... they were just talking about it. my it was mom good was, times.
0: and my mom was like cuz my mom had, you know, known some pro athletes. And my mother was like uh like, yeah, they should keep him away from the men. Y'all think the men them be some nasty men. And then I was like, what do you mean they be some nasty men? <laughs> you saying that and she was like, never mind son. Watch your watch your watch your program. But guess what? I had never thought about that. She was right.
1: You know, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, half of them aren't men. Uh, they, they boys. They're they
0: boys. They, they're boys as well. They boys with big checks, man. They looked a lot older then than, than they look I'm now, saying? though. They well, look like I kids think they're
1: now. all pituitary cases. So <laughs> they, you know, when you think about it, dog, you've been you've been six six since you're fourteen years old. You know, you done not had grown women sizing you up.
0: Right. Now that happens to our brothers a lot too. While you're going through puberty, you <clears> know right. what I'm
1: saying? You're entering puberty and you have literally 30 some year old women going, Mm, I think he can make it, girl. This is the first round. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Right. Uh that that changes your level of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, there, you know, even Darius on our show, man, who played who played Eddie. You know, Darius and I are only our age gap is six months. Really? Yeah. So a lot, I think that's an amazing dynamic that I would love to share that people don't realize. So, you God know, damn, Darius is Darius was a giant then. He was fucking massive. Yeah, and Darius, yeah. <laughs> right. Shit. So, right? So, prof- I, I, Darius and I always joke professionally. I was his big brother. I just saw things in comedy and being on a set that uh-huh. was like, "Hey, you should try this. You should try that." And socially, he was Darius yours. was my big brother. Man, and I mean, even when I went on my first date. I couldn't drive. I had been so busy acting and just trying to get good grades, I forgot I should probably learn how to drive.
0: Right, right. So I
1: met the chick first, then had to learn how to drive. Uh-huh. And that gap was creating a lot of, a lot of tension for my situation. So <laughs> I, I hit up Darius on the set, it was like, hey man, can you, can you like take me on a date? Right. And you know, Darius was like, yeah, you know, she got any friends? Ah. And it was like, ah, and that started that. So I right. had to go call her. And that's this was back when we had answering machines where the light would blink. Mm-hmm. So you got home, you were excited because it was blinking three times, you had three messages. Right, right, right. right? right. And it was like <laughs> two from your mom and then one from her. Right. right. <laughs> and then, um, so I, I, she said she had a, she had a friend and, and Darius took us out on our first date. Mm. BMW 35, 535i, zipping up and down Ventura Boulevard. His side yeah. of the day went great. Mine was trash. <laughs> <laughs> I, lob, I lobbed him up nice and, and then I fell into I, the stands. My damn self. That's system. how it always
0: happens, bro. Yeah, that's that's how it always happens. So, um, so you, you you but but that entire situation, like growing up like that, it must have given you invaluable insights. In uh, sure, so it must it, it it must have been amazing.
1: Listen, if if you're gonna be on this planet as a storyteller. Mm-hmm. then you got to
0: collect stories. Right. I got stories. You do. We also <laughs> got, like, we also, by the way, when we was growing up, we realized what happened with Stefan. Uh-oh, re-
1: uh-oh,
0: uh-oh, uh-oh, what happened? We just, we, we realized one day, like, one day I was talking to my brother. I was like, man, this nigga want to show people that he's suave, too. So he had to create Hilarious. a character. There he is. So they, he had to create a character to where he could show, because because, like, the, the whole Safan angle was so crazy that we was like, "You be honest, you just wanted to show these." Uh, I look good too. That's
1: what you wanted. Man, to. is that the street spin? Is that, that,
0: is that that's what we spin? thought. We thought is that, that what they say. In the we thought of that DC. at some point. Is that what they said? Because first of all, at one point, like, uh, like, <laughs> like, Urkel hit a, a growth spurt, and then it was. It obvious. was an <laughs> issue. No, there, there, it, it was issuematic on the set about. Stuff. Right, yeah, it's it like this, this is talks a grown ass about fucking, the about the jeans. Yeah, the the, the, detail, the the whole night. After a while, you was like, you know what? Man. Let me show these females what's up. No, Writer, writers' room hooked me up, dog and they I'm did. I'm telling it. you, man. I'm,
1: I, oh man, my my life was so charmed, dog. <laughs> uh But not because I was spoiled, but because there was just a level of innocence that my family had. Man, mm-hmm. That was that's just it's, it's true. Um, I didn't want to play the character. I did not want to play Stefon. Really? That, was, that seemed like, no? Why not? I was locked in to Steve, and I love laughs. Mm-hmm. And I got so good with the character that just even with the slightest joke that really worked, mm-hmm. you know, I'm reading on table you know, i am crushed that on Friday. Crush that. Got to yeah. crush that. And so to me, the character of Stefan was just boring. So I, like, so I remember I went to Dave and I was like, that was our executive producer at the time. And I was just like, Dave, it's a boring character. Dog. Like, all he's doing is just over complimenting every Winslow. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> like, that's it. And you, just, you know, I'm right. like, it's just me talking like that. And he just kind of, again, people who know more about life. They've, they've, they've lived before you, you know. Yeah. Young people today forget that, you know. Yeah. There's people that came before you. And he's like, D'Alel, people need to see you like this. Mm. And I'm like, and I even then I didn't even understand, I'm like, what do you mean see me like? They see me every Friday. What are you talking about? <laughs> see, right. They see a version of me every Friday. Um, but it was like, all right, you know, but the thing about me as an actor, and you can even see it in historical roles, mm-hmm. I commit.
0: Yeah, you give it. If if
1: if, if I'm gonna act mm-hmm. and and there's real character nuances to to, to pull from, mm-hmm. I'm I'm listen, if I'm playing Nelson Mandela, he's he does this in every video I found. Right. <laughs> every one I found, he does that. Right. Um, and and I applied that to my character. So gave him all, you know, just basically played a light skinned nigga at the time. You know what I'm saying? There you <laughs> go. One of the light-skinned archetypes. That's <laughs> right. That's what I'm talking it's, about. That's basically what I did. You know, right. anybody that was light skinned. It's almost cool, as if Drake
0: studied you.
1: Right. <laughs> you, know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like But when I hit that door, to this day it's the loudest audience scream I've ever heard in that white suit. To this day.
0: Um mm. and
1: I really wanted to I have another rule. Where, you know, we don't break character. So that's sometimes you get the laughs going so so hard that you break character yourselves, but that could be your best take. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the G's, the Jack Bennies of the game or whatever, like they, everybody could be in here just dying, rolling around over each other. They didn't break character. Yeah. So
0: when that audience screamed, Jack Benny was a master at that. Kids, yeah. go look at Jack Benny yeah. and just watch some of the subtle ways yeah. which he just, controlled his audience.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, just with just with looks, yeah. just 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 throwing just a, a look. little
0: glance yeah. or like a hand motion. That. guy was great. So I love that you know that. So
1: mm-hmm. I'm like you know, I didn't break character. Yeah, you know, I probably became overly suave once I heard that roar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of a you know, my. My maturation process wasn't nearly as fluid as it is for, for other young men because mm. of what I was doing. Mm. Um, I didn't start really lifting weights at all until I was 19 years old. Right. Um, and I didn't really have a desire because I knew my, my dad is yoked.
0: Yeah. Like, my dad is yoked. Big-ass dude.
1: It, not big, big, but, like, my
0: dad's yoked. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He, and so uh, you knew that if you start hitting weights, so you to swell up. So I knew if up. I hit the weights, yeah. oh, I knew
1: I, was, um, I have a body just like his. Yeah. I was like, I, I'll swell up. So I was very cognizant, especially as I got into my late teens, of the things that I did to my body that could shorten the lifespan of the character. Ah, And by the the time I got to 21, I was really just
0: physically tired of holding myself back. Do you realize what kind of, bro, I I get to do, it was amazing, but that must be an incredible burden at that age to kind of carry Mm -hmm. around, man.
1: You know, again, like, like I said, my life was different. So... On one hand, it's a burden. On another hand, you're making this amazing living. You're making people laugh. You feel like you're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the truth of the matter was, I did retard my own growth. Mm. And um, you know, there's there was a movie, as a matter of fact, that I wanted to go out for at the time. And uh, and I'm a I'm, I grew up being a big fan of Spike Lee's. Oh, um, where that was. Two, two, guy. Two, did you? I had three people that I looked up to: uh-huh. um, uh, Spike Lee, Magic Johnson, and uh, a guy who is now incarcerated. Who was that uh, guy? If you had
0: one guess, a guy who is now incarcerated. <laughs> oh shit! The two white guys got it first. Oh, all right, all right. I was thinking <laughs> about it. Okay, yeah, that all guy. Right. Well, listen, listen, those were my three. Those, those were my. Those were my three guys, heroes. Growing look, up, real, real quick, I'll say this: Bill Cosby turned out to be a piece of shit, but we didn't know. Like he, he like exactly though like, like the 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 reality is that Bill I think
1: it's I was watching an episode of Cosby Show and I feel like it was an R Kelly song like am yeah, I allowed to watch yeah yeah like now? we like
0: like seriously you guys would have to understand and I'm I'm talking to a generation right below me or maybe two 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 below me is that Bill Cosby at one point this is why this is so destructive for a lot of us was the shining example of african-american excellence not just african-american excellence american excellence comedy comedy excellence the most the the most famous guy on tv who outside of it was doing intense philanthropic work putting kids through school was uh, bill cosby had them create a show about the black college experience like my dad had gone to an hbcu and my earliest memories of an HBCU. A
1: different world is this show was if it, you care to look for. Right.
0: Was were actually about they were more about Hillman than they were about Southern. Yeah. And so and so like it, it yeah. and so all of that stuff and such important so that's why it was so difficult for a lot of people to get it, to 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 move past it. But the guy is a fucked up piece of shit. Damn. It's just the way that it goes. So, but I just have to interject because it's it's not like it's like he's who whose name shall not be said. That was why it was so hard for us. Right. Um, so those were your three guys. Those were
1: my three guys. There was a movie that I wanted to audition for that mm-hmm. was a Spike Lee film, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't even see me.
0: You remember the movie?
1: I do, but it, it could just—it
0: it takes. I feel
1: you. <laughs> till, okay. you know, I—I—I I, I don't ever like to disrespect an actor who got the role. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm like, but there was a movie that I and I, I became really passionate, and I knew I was like, I don't care what anybody said I, I would have done the role. It's justice. Right. But. Spike, you know, wouldn't even see me. And so realizing at that point...
0: He wouldn't see you because... Just
1: not even right for the role. Like, bottom line is, you couldn't even get an audition. So how are you this really giant star, but these couple projects you want to try to go out, they won't even see you for an audition. Mm. And going through my early 20s and getting through that, I think part of it also was... Part the familiarity with the character, but it was also part just needing time to mature. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Jalil at 22 is not Jalil right now. Physically speaking, mannerisms, whatever, any of that. And that was going to be a dry period that I needed to go through that was going to be hard on my feelings. Mm. But, it, you know, it was what it was. You know, that was... And that was the era, too, where everything was gangster. So, mm. you know, so that was... That, All of this hipster Donald Glover cool nerd stuff that we're seeing now, (laughs) right? Right, like this shit didn't exist, bro, in from ninety to two thousand ten.
0: Yeah, it was the fight Pfeiffer era.
1: No, I'm saying like that, yeah. That just
0: shout out to my nigga, but I'm just yeah, saying, like he had he was a tough brother. You know what I'm saying?
1: 20 years yeah. of from dead presidents to paid in full. Yeah. And where do I fit in that? Oh, he ain't can't. Come on, get, get up out of here. Yeah. So, you know, even, even back then you had to be one or the other. You had to be white or you had to be black. You were literally people say, ah, you're not you're not dark enough for the role. And people said, enough. Yeah, you people would, I don't get, I don't get street vibes from him. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about the greatest action star of our time is now racially ambiguous. Mm. Like, you can't really say what The Rock is. You know he's, you know, he's... he's. Every, he's,
0: he's, he's, a, the, he's be- a, the best thing about The Rock is everybody's got a claim. Exactly. <laughs> like, everybody's got His gotta, dad is black. We claim that. You right? know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you know what
1: I'm saying? So that's a completely new mindset. Back in the day, it was like, what? Mm-hmm. A guy who's an islander saving the world? Right. Get the hell up out of here. Where's Sly? Yeah. Where's Arnold? Where's So... Yeah everybody had very specific lanes, and you didn't leave your lane. So when I had to discover as a young man what lane I was in, I didn't like this lane. Because on the show, I was just simply asked to do whatever I needed to do. So technically, I'm not a leading man. Mm -hmm. But when I look at my resume, I feel like I've had the scene work of a leading man. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? But it's Mm -hmm. like, but the business has to determine that you're a leading man. Mm -hmm. So I remember another actor asking me one time about another project. He said, are are you the lead? Are you the lead? And I was like, you know, I I start hearing more of that, especially with pretty guys with good hair and stuff. They were just (laughs) obsessed with, are you the lead? I've done two leads. And I'm like, what the hell is this lead? And I'm like, so for me, it was Mm -hmm. just, you can either act, you're entertaining to watch, or you're not. Mm -hmm. And that was a very youthful, myopic
0: look at the business of it all. Right, right. Now, um, did you ever think about doing something drastic, like maybe like <laughs> catching an arrest, catching a case? I
1: hate you for that, because I, I did. Hey, niggas do that. that. I hate you for that. No, because I had a friend of mine tell me in the backyard one time that, Jay, you need to do something to spice up your life, like, like get, get arrested
0: or something, or whatever. He said the same shit. And I hey, was like. Hey, you guys, I'm telling you, people do that. People and, like people do that, and people I was root like, things, and they.
1: And it was like, you know what, I guess, I can chuckle at it, mm. so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad. But I mean, he was a white guy saying it to me, also, so you feel some kind of way <laughs> that it's like I'm more interesting to you in cuffs. If, if I'm, yeah, yeah, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. But it was like there's this perception that everything has been roses for me in my life, that I just, you know, swim in money like Scrooge McDuck, and I've been doing it since I was like 13 years old. I just said that not too long ago. Right. Yeah. There's, there's this perception. And if there's anything I'd like to dispel is I'd like to dispel that misconception that I haven't been through things mm. that were probably worth sharing at a greater level, but I was just taught by a very very wise celebrity that nobody cares, so you should probably keep a lot of things to yourself and work them out privately.
0: And um, yeah. you feel like it's still that way. I think I think that there's 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 definitely a time where it was that way there was a certain mysterious aspect to fame and a certain wall between the celebrity and the people do you feel like it's still that way because i actually that's feel like question, i actually feel like that <laughs> i actually feel like that is sort of dissipating a little
1: bit well the way hollywood was set up in the past mm-hmm. was it was set up as a fantasy factory mm-hmm. so people who were going through true downtrodden life could escape by looking at these illustrious stars and dreaming of being made up like that and Wearing gowns like this. And so it was the machine, it was, it was Hollywood's prerogative. It was, and when I say Hollywood, all of the studio's prerogative to make sure that audiences only saw the best sides of actors. Mm. And then you motherfuckers came along. <laughs> 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 and you monetized the truth mm. and the reality. And it started being a lot of money in that.
0: Or a version of it.
1: um, But there started to become a lot of money in that. Mm -hmm. And so now there is no... You used to watch the Oscars or the Grammys and dream of what's going on backstage. I wonder if this person talking to this person... That's content now. Now
0: There's a a, a camera back there to show you. There's a
1: camera back there to show you now. Mm -hmm. So now that that part of the game has changed, and now that we have IG anybody with a certain follower account can even feel like a star mm-hmm. even the selfie in itself is is an assault on the concept of stardom if you got a photo of yourself in the foreground and the rock in the background who's the more important person in that the composition oh God, of, word. of that of that photo yeah. so now this this idea of you're more important than me
0: that's a jewel that just got dropped by the way
1: yeah, this idea that you're more important than me, and I support this. I could never be you. I grew up thinking, I'm like, I can't be Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. That's Bill Cosby. I can't do that. I mean, if I could just share the stage with him. You got kids now. They're like, what? Mm-hmm. Fire it up. I'm funnier than this fool right here. And if he gets enough likes, enough followers, enough traction, enough enough viral – He's convinced himself. And he's right. I figured out that. Well, he's right in that piece of content. Right. He may not have a lick of professionalism and can't go repeat the process now mm-hmm. on a script and with, 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 you know, with, with colleagues and collaborators, but the fact of the matter is he feels that way. So mm-hmm. now the big word you hear in development is relatability. Mm-hmm. So, you know, women of a certain side are now the lead mm-hmm. because they are relatable. That wasn't, no, They, our business was built on two things. People that you imagine could be your friend or people you want to sleep with. Mm. If I say a celebrity, we'll play a game. If I even say a celebrity, mm-hmm. you got to tell me what's the what's the immediate impulse. Ben Stiller. Uh, friend. Friend, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Friend. Friend, right. Yeah. Halle Berry.
0: Sleep with... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I get it though. What, what, that's yeah. the way our
1: business is, is actually set up to affect us mm-hmm. in quick hits. Right. And you know, you can try to let people know that you uh you're you're more than that, and mm-hmm. that's the challenge. Right. It's like, hey, I'm more than just, you know, the the, the, the neighbor next door, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm more than just a, a sex object. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the way it was set up, man. Mm-hmm.
0: When did you when did you retire from basketball? Was this, <laughs> was, was that was that after like, somebody came along and bust. Because it was the whole thing, man, was that, man, you like. You got to chill
1: with that kind? Your, your tone, the though, whole, The off. whole your thing is, like, off.
0: there was always this thing, bro. There was this thing. Yeah, I could tell like, it was bothering ju- you, like, too. J- J- like, Jalilka J- 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 Hoop. And, like, we will be in Louisiana champion at the bit. Like, right. I want to be on the court. Because I remember I watched. And I had to play a lot of
1: you dudes who wanted to just, they, like, they here comes the fake lockdown defense. You know, so my pump fake got nice just off of that, you know, because the
0: <laughs> <laughs> but and also, you no. Know, I'll tell you something else. And I'm not a hater. I'm not.
1: You got a little hating yard.
0: I don't. I don't like. I, mean?
1: li- I, 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 I want to I, let you say psychologically, you already
0: messed up. I've learned some CIA stuff. As soon as you lead with "I'm not," you probably you probably are. are. You know? But but I will say that I, there 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 are times I was gonna, I was going to copy this in life where I've where I've hated. So I'm watching <laughs> Fresh Prince, and I'm watching you guys, and I'm seeing these episodes where Will will go for fucking forty so that's Will. Him. That's not me. Well, you had the same shit where all of a sudden, like Steve was like balling everybody up. That plus the NBA shit. Me and my brother was like, "This nigga think he could fucking hoop." And, and then we'll go straight to the park. And not even be, bro, it'll be, be so ridiculous. We'd be busting other niggas' ass. Be like, "Yeah," and tell Jaleel White if he wants some of this shit. No, no, but you know what I'm saying. But like you, but but was 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 it? Because because now there is a competitive. Like I don't know if you want to call them influencers, celebrities, or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's very competitive. Was it like that? Were you were you busting niggas' asses? Oh
1: yeah, no look, cats played, man. Are you kidding me, man? Like you know who you play
0: with? Who's so good? I
1: mean, I mean, you know, it's it's cool when somebody doesn't know you.
0: Dean Kane.
1: Because yeah I, I, yeah, I played Dean had a nice outside shot. And Dean was a D1 uh, athlete, too. He was a he went to so, Princeton, he played safety. So when when Dean was young, Dean, Dean might have got a hold of you, homie. For real.
0: Dean, Dean... I'll bust Dean, Dean Kane's Dean, goddamn ass. Dean, Dean got fundos. That, like Dean got... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I remember, you know how I asked him about Dean Kane? Because I saw Dean Kane on, on um. On Jay Leno. He was talking about how he played basketball talking against- Talking
1: about people real bad just because they ain't got a movie coming out this weekend. You know?
0: <laughs> got to be careful with that, man. Got to be, gotta man, be Dean, careful. Man, Dean, like, look, look. look. Me and Dean disagree politically, but I saw him one time. He was a very nice
1: guy. Oh, that side. No, we talking hoops now. Yeah, we're yeah. No, 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 but Republican, no. Republican no. or Democrat. Oh, I'm just it. saying, <laughs> Dean, Dean
0: was a very nice guy when I when I saw him one time. He came to me in part. But, like, you guys were hooping against each other.
1: Oh, yeah. We played we play on a lot all the time. Played. with- played with George Clooney. I played with. I play That's Dean, who Dean was talking about. Dean he was Clooney. playing with on
0: the um yeah. on the thing. Mm-hmm. It was because like, he because because then Jay Leno looked at him Back and said it's like the Justice look, League. First of Batman, all, like I said, Superman. that there's
1: I probably spent too much time with my love for basketball. Like my love for basketball is real. It but you asked me a question and we never got a chance. Andrew, you said when did you when when, uh, when did I retire? I didn't really. I don't think I've ever retired. I like, mean, if you want to go, we can play. We can go play right now. For but sure. but I'm like. But I was probably about thirty four, thirty five, and I was at Crossroads over here in Santa Monica. They they got a real, they had a good run. I don't know if it still goes on. They had a good run though on uh, on the weekends, and um, and a twenty four year old, and you know how you get that matchup. <laughs> you know how you get that matchup. Where I know exactly he's,
0: what he's talking. He's a about.
1: little bigger than you, right? But he, but he doesn't. You, definitively he's a little bigger than you, but right. you would be insulted if somebody said he's bigger than you.
0: Right, right, right. Right? right, right so right.
1: there ain't no mouse in the house right now. Right. right. So, I'm checking my man, and I have to admit, good looking kid too, just mm-hmm. chiseled, yeah. you know, shit. Like Looked look like he
0: belonged there.
1: Yeah, like, very much so. Right. And and he's like, oh shit man, I, I know you are, well, you know, he does the whole recognize thing and I'm like, yeah, all right, you know, yeah. we about to play though. Yeah. And he gave me the quickest inside out, straight to the bucket, yeah. two points that right. had ever been given to me.
0: Right, yeah. And Made it was, you.
1: It, but it was like it was, di- it felt different.
0: Right, because it, it felt, felt like it, it felt like you knew how to guard it, but your body just wouldn't get. Yes, there. I'm, t- I'm, I'm. telling you, it felt yeah, like it you, was like you, my legs it.
1: were in the ground. Bro, I was
0: like, bro, you, bro, you know I'm telling you, and he got there so fast. It you, was like, bro, when I tell you to move next time, right, exactly. You, when you, you, I tell you the movie. you you saw you saw it set up. You saw you saw it. Right. That's what I say. It was. There was no nothing fans about. Mm-hmm. It was just a boom, boom, gone. Yeah, but you and, just couldn't get there. And
1: I just couldn't get there. And for the rest of the game, I felt him <laughs> pulling away from me, <laughs> like I'll never catch that car. I don't have enough gas. I don't have enough right. horsepower. I don't have. And and it was. I felt bad. Like it was and I didn't feel like a it didn't feel like I'm having a bad day. Like I'm had a bad shooting day or whatever. Now nah, yeah. he's going to fall or whatever. It was like wherever I wanted to be, he was already there waiting for me. Yeah. And I think I played one game and then we had like it was a crazy long wait and I just did that kind of thing where I just quietly slipped out yeah. cuz I really didn't want to play anymore. Right. And I think I just subconsciously was like you just don't go back there. Yeah. It's like if you got your ass whooped someplace, right? Yeah. You wouldn't go eat it that time. No, spot. no, 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 you don't go back. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, you don't go back. Yeah, you get smacked up at the chili you so to... bad that they had to <laughs> oh, resuscitate <shit>. you. <laughs> you know, they, they had to resuscitate you, right. right? If you're driving down the street with a girl, she's like, oh, I want to stop at chili,"
0: chili. Like, not that one, bitch. We're right? not at that one. <laughs> right. We're not stopping at that one, right? You know, it's crazy. It's like. Chili didn't hit you. I, I, <laughs> I was, I was like, I was on the court and I always find some way to be useful, right? Yes,
1: like, like, You're smart. like uh, you know what? This is the problem I have with guys like him. He really does have, a, like, he has a war going on inside of himself with the the dark side of the force. Like, he's got hate in his heart. <laughs> no, it's real. It's this he. there. He's got hate in his heart, and he's he's working it out through all of these devices here that you afford him. And, and but but he's Frickin brilliant! Right. Like, but you, 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 you and I make observations sometimes, right. and I see you on your show I'll be Like that's that Van Lathan being smart again. <laughs>
0: this dude is no, smart. No, but like when you when you you, you you on the court, you trying to negotiate. You're yeah. trying to negotiate your way through a game. You find some way to be useful. For example if you... Grab a board, lock down
1: somebody. Lock down someone. You know, if, you're not,
0: if you're not shooting, maybe get, if you're not if the shots unfollowing, get your pass game Get your on. pass game and encourage others. Be encourage, like, yo,
1: three passes, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Everybody get a touch right like now. Even
0: sometimes, even sometimes what you just said, even sometimes just being the fake-ass team leader or the real team leader, because I'm a very vocal guy out there, is the way that you feel like locked and engaged into the game. I remember, and I still play but only like once a week now, but I remember going to somewhere and just like being up against a kid who was who this is the tougher thing i grew him up Ooh. he used to come into the gym Ooh, wow. when he was like face. 14 <laughs> and this was like yeah. when we start first started playing around 2010 or he coming into the gym like your 14. idols become your ride and then yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> I, i'm like Yo, he's really busting my ass though. Yeah, so, so that's a- and he had and by, by the way, I was outmatched by this point. He had grown taller than me. Yeah, he had gone. He had like he had played his whole high school career to gone and played college. Yeah. and I'm like, yo, I really can't fuck with him anymore. No, and that was the moment that I was like, it's a little bit different. That's a tough moment for dudes. Like it is. Like hey, I, no, I was... you see, I described
1: that moment with that 24 year old. Same son. shit. Like it, I wrote every beat of it. And he'll never know, mm-hmm. you know. He'll never know what. But if it's like, even when you say
0: you play now, do you play age appropriate ball or do you play ball? Uh, the ball that I play now is I have a specific game where I can go look like LeBron. Okay, so again, like, I have a so specific. No, I have you a spe- how, no, how no, how no, I have a specific. No, 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 I through? have a specific game. The game is in Burbank.
1: I hate you. I, I, have, I, hate a, you.
0: I have a specific game where I can go. And look like I LeBron. I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You, about, I'm you not play about to play age-appropriate
1: ball, and he ain't want to say. He ain't want to say. It. You I, play no, no, age-appropriate no. ball. No,
0: no. I play skill-inappropriate
1: ball. No, no. You play age-appropriate ball. Whoever you out there with is not on any night making you feel the way that younger boy
0: made you feel. Nope. Not not as, as matter of fact, the That's game is pre-arranged, and if I see somebody out there like that, fixing game. I'll games. go to the guy that arranges the game, and I'll be like, "Yo, man, listen." I don't know if that guy should be coming back like he was very so, harsh to play with. A
1: lot of haters. <laughs> a lot of haters <laughs> have I've, I've good smiles. Done I've never done and that. And they're good speakers. But I, but but they I will what, what I will say this though. I will say this though is and, it, haters. and it,
0: this is but 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 this is a game cuz like, you know, I, I played in leagues and stuff like that and after a while, bro, it's it's tough going out there and not being able to do what you used to be able to do, man. And
1: yeah. that's then that's what it really what it was. I mean, I played in a million rec leagues around here. Yeah. I think the best game I ever played in though. Like in my life, I remember the best game the most exciting game i ever played in was uh i filled in with penny a- at the memphis fieldhouse oh House. man so we had the memphis fieldhouse we got uh we got Mike wilson we got a couple cats from the globe trotters that just fly they yeah. just on, in a real game they fly yeah and i think the average height on the court was like Six four up.
0: So you are playing with some trees out there,
1: right? And so I was, I knew record yeah. stepping on the court, I'm the liability. Yeah, like I'm just this guy's a little bit taller than me, and if they want to play mouse in the house games, yeah, you know it's gonna get grimy. And in right. the south, it's different. Every region has its foul calling etiquette.
0: We don't have no and ones exactly.
1: Down there. So in the south, it's really a, it's more of an attitude of. Who who gonna be bitch enough to call the we first? We
0: get foul? it. Out. We I say it right? all the time. We that's, get that it. Out. Really is it's Baton Rouge, like, Louisiana. Come to we get it out the mud.
1: Right. So it's like if 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 you if you playing like 11 twos and ones, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we were playing in the field and keep the games turned over quick. If a dude hit you for two shots, you the ass. Yeah. You the booty. Yeah. Right. So because that's four that's four points out of freaking eleven. Yeah. So. I'm on this, I'm in this game and Penny's out there. And uh Penny was always cool like that because I was on his team mm-hmm. for a reason. Um, but I think I threw like four lobs in one game.
0: Oh yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
1: just got to the point where my favorite thing was always the outlet pass and just running the break. Yeah. That was always my favorite thing, just growing up and as a Magic Johnson fan kid, you That's just the shit. you, you live to do this at recess mm-hmm. for no reason. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So I got I got four horsemen. I got Penny Hardaway and three six six and up.
0: So you just putting it in the air,
1: and I, I after a while, I one I remember I right. I'm not even looking. Right, I, <laughs> they, and they go, "Why You put it up there? They going go what get I'm saying? that?" Bitch. I'm crossing, man, coming across the lane, knowing my trailer is right here, and I'm just like,
0: "Right, <laughs> I'll never forget
1: mm-hmm. the alley oop to this day." So get a chance to playing games like that. I remember when Jordan had his his dome when he filmed Space Jam on the lot. Mm-hmm. Summer '95. That's why one of the greatest summers of my life, the national champions were the UCLA Bruins. They Toby were, Bailey. Yeah, Toby and They were coming down. Cameron Dollar. They were, I mean, okay, all right, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. They were coming down to the Warner Brothers lot and couldn't even get on the court. Damn. God damn. In L.A.? You're talking about Fuck, the UCLA Fuck, that's crazy. Bruins. They'll tell you. You're talking about the UCLA Bruins fresh off the natty. Kobe Bailey, 26 points. Hey, man. I'm i yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan, and that's my fellow Bruin right there. But they would come to that lot and it was so many NBA players, hey man, it's like it's we down a lot. Mm-hmm. It's four five down.
0: Yeah. Did you ever bust anybody's ass that you could remember, even if it's a fluke, the <laughs> game that you had, that you just against somebody good. Well, I'm being disrespectful, but is there any one what's your greatest like you ever bust someone's ass? You know, everybody can get caught, Uh,
1: but the the NBA E-League used to be this really amazing fraternity in this city, man. Mm -hmm. Like, if you really love ball like I know you love ball. I never got a chance to do it, bro. If you had just gotten a chance to, like, now it's shit. I don't even know what it is. I mean, I I hear they play at gyms or whatever and call themselves celebrities, but I'm talking, like, when the NBA sponsored it, it was a part of the NBA's outreach to – the uh, now you know, now we got Instagram so they just look at your followers now and decide mm-hmm. if they like you um, but, <laughs> but back then they had actual outreach and so we got the official NBA uniforms for mm-hmm. whatever team you were drafted to they had a giant party the night before and everybody was in that joint like mm-hmm. when it first started Leo was in it and Toby Maguire was in it
0: and, and oh wow
1: and uh, and Brian McKnight and he was, can really play yeah and it was like and it was um, so that's where I that was headed mm-hmm. and it was like all the brothers who could really play, Flex Alexander at the time, uh, myself, Bill Bellamy, what, you know the Tory brothers, every single person you would cross at a bar or in an audition mm-hmm. was in this league. Right. And the games were awesome. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, whatever, you Ice Cube, the games were amazing. I think they were ruined honestly by social media and the NBA deciding to move in a different, you know, promotional path. Mm -hmm. But in that league, dog, I'm just like, I caught and got caught. I mean, Michael B. Jordan and I had heated battles in that league. Really? Heated battles in that league. But they were great heated battles. That's what I mean. Now,
0: Michael's boy Stilo can really play. Yeah. Yup. what? Oh,
1: Sterling's good. Stilo can play. Sterling, no Sterling's a good body, basketball player, but yes. you have to hear Sterling tell everybody about <laughs> it. <laughs> while you know, I'm i prefer,
0: right. I prefer that we just play. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I said, what was he from Chicago? I think that's at Chicago. If thing. I would have te- put it this way, I think it's Sterling, if I would have where you from, dog? It's my dog. E-
1: but if I would have a pick, Stilo or Jay Valentine. Even mm. at this age, I'm taking Jay Val. I'm
0: gonna be real with you.
1: I'll take it Jay Val. Hey, you I'm heard me, Sterling. I and said, like, it. hey, <laughs> hey,
0: Stilo thinks he is the best. He he feels like I, I will say that he feels like he is the best celebrity hooper. Oh
1: my god. Well, again, that's why I made that face.
0: But Jay Valentine, you feel like? Uh,
1: as a as a point guard, I think Jay Valentine's really he plays with Tank all the time. Mm-hmm. Tank was in the league too. Um But is that the best celebrity? Jamie Fox. Yeah. Who
0: you think the best celebrity hooper is?
1: Um the best celebrity hooper at the time was always Brian. Nobody mm-hmm. likes to admit it because Brian's just.
0: Is Brian the best celebrity Hooper of all time <sighs> that you've seen?
1: I don't even like to say all time stuff. It's right. just, you know, it, 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 I don't know. Because I mean, that's maybe, the one Maybe that's... Humphrey Bogart was putting it down <laughs> with somebody. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't but know. that's the
0: one name that you always hear. Yeah, no, Brian can
1: play. It was just, that, like I said, Brian carried himself with such cockiness that right. nobody wanted to admit it. Right. I'm that guy that's kind of like, I can separate. Right. If you're really good, you're that good, and you deserve it, you deserve it. So Brian, yeah, Brian was definitely. Always one of the top two players. Uh there was a um there was an actor at a time named Mark Blukas. Bad. Mark was a bad hey, listen, I, Mark was a bad white boy. Yeah. Woo! Word. Mark, Mark gave you forty quick ones. Um,
0: Josh can you, Josh
1: Duhamel could play. Can I tell
0: you somebody that can play that you might not think could actually play? Oh, You ever see Avatar? Um Yeah. So you know the skinny, nerdy dude from Avatar, Joel David Moore?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no, he was in the league.
0: Oh, Joe could play. Yeah, Joe's nice. Joe, Joe. I mean, I, I think I, will, I won't put him in that category. But I'll oh, he's like, not in that category. No, he's not. But when you see, when, but, but Joe can play. But the thing about me and Joe is you everyone know, was in his league. But but like, if, but the thing about the, like, the, the thing the thing about me and Joe is if if you ask Joe, Joe would say that I was much better than him. But the as I didn't think that Joe would be good. Like just looking at him. See, that's, that's, I didn't think and then, then, see, that's funny. and then he had to turn I had to turn up on Joe. There's another
1: a bit. there's another hater that I know who's brilliant, and that's Naeem Lynn. You follow Naeem? I don't. You should follow Naeem Lynn today. I, I just Why got I gotta you, be a hater though. I don't because Naeem Lynn is one of Kevin Hart's uh plastic cup boys mm-hmm. and uh brilliant comedian. hmm But he dark. I'll tell you he dark. Mm-hmm. Like Naeem just always sees the burnt on the toast, not the toast. <laughs> he just that's just where his mind just, right. just naturally goes, right. and you have a real obsession with sizing people up. I, do, well, I don't you do well, I, I don't, I you do. just see you scan a person with your little robotic thing, <laughs> and you you just you you either apply or 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 detract abilities based on what you perceive initially. Uh, I look at a dude like him, uh, right? uh-huh. If we playing basketball,
0: I'm, I'm feeling like I'm a bust John's right. ass. And right. If, if, if and I
1: see John, I feel like I'm a see, bust John's ass. See, and that's oh, that's so typical black. Ooh, <laughs> that's so typical black. Ooh, I'm looking at him and I'm like, if he's out here to play with us, mm-hmm. then we're looking at a white guy right now, very white guy, long hair, Venice, everything, right? But but <laughs> but we but if I saw him, I would first look at his gear, and then I would look at his gait. Right. His gait and his if gear, like a, yeah, dead, are gonna kind of tell me if he even has athletic ability. Right. All right? But if he's voluntarily out here to play with us and his gate ain't off, I'm gonna assume as a white dude, he can shoot.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he might jump. Like, I don't know if he can get look, by
1: me. Look, I don't know if I'm gonna get any of this. This is why I'll, But the, he, if he out here, he can shoot. This is don't I'll leave this white
0: boy open. This is what I say. say. This don't is what I say. When, 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 the game, <laughs> when, when the game starts, all I'm doing is competing. I'm not really right. thinking about nothing else. When the game starts, I'm- But before the but, game, but the, but it, you look and you're No, like, Yo. but again,
1: because of my mentality and because of your mentality, he would whap your ass for two or three threes before you got it in your head. I'm gonna close out. you gonna close out on game I, four I, and I'm lose. A clo- I'm gonna close <laughs> after out. After he's hot. I'm gonna close <laughs> out. And look at him, he shaking his head nah, on me.
0: Like, like, I believe in, uh, dog, I believe in effort. Y'all, people get sick of me out yes, there. Yes, but I can tell the way you think. You
1: you give that effort based on who you think
0: requires that effort. I'm a winning addict, though, bro. I love to win out there, man.
1: Well, I hope you would adjust in time. Listen, when I, like I said, I just had a different mentality. I grew up playing. 818 Basketball, where if five white guys walked in collectively at a gym, they're telling you by the fact that they're <laughs> arriving together. We can shoot. Right. All five of us mm-hmm. from deep. Right. Don't leave any one of us open. Another dude be like, oh, man, we ain't going to get busted by these white boys. They'd be like, okay, we've seen White Men Can't Jump. It was just a movie. Right. Let's step back into reality. Is In California, you will get your ass busted bust by somebody who doesn't look yeah. like they can bust you. Worst person who got me uh-huh. was Paige Kennedy. Really? Raunchy-ass Paige Kennedy. And oh. he knows it, and if Paige ever sees it, he might tell that Paige is going to laugh his ass off. Because, again, Paige is kind of a, got that Thanos build, that little compact butterball, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, he's he checking up yeah, top, yeah. right? So you holding all this weight up top. I'm not thinking crossover. Yeah. I'm thinking you are gonna try to lean on me. Like, mm-hmm. I came running out on him to this. If you asked who I got the worst, Paige crossed me up so bad. It's a joke amongst us to this day.
0: Oh, for real, we could be 50 year old men sucking on some ribs somewhere. <laughs> like ah, remember that time I busted? <laughs> Let me ask you this, and this is you know this has been a fantastic interview, but I want to know there's so much that you've done that's in the past, right? You've, yeah. you've had such success. And, you know, like we said before, how does a guy like yourself view the future? Whew. The future, man.
1: I think about it a lot. I really do. I think about the future and where things can go a lot, and that's because my daughter just changed me. Yeah. She, just, she really changed how, me. How, how did your daughter change She that? changed me at the molecular level, man. You don't even see for me. You don't even see women the same. Mm. You just don't see them. you're like something has to happen to you after you have a kid, anyway. Biologically, right. you don't necessarily know what that's gonna. Be. If you have a certain character, you should know, but yeah. you know, you don't necessarily know how you're gonna feel about certain things. And um, parenting just something that just became um, I became very passionate about because I all of a sudden I could see a lot of our life, our world's problems. Through generations and generations of bad parenting, hmm. and um, a lot of people don't even feel responsible for what they put into the world. Like I feel confident, I feel I feel good as a, as a dad, knowing I'm putting a good person into this world. Right, so it's like that. Always strikes me as weird when the shootings happen at the schools and stuff, and and the parents had no idea that the, the guns were in his room or. Any, I'm like, it's such an indictment of their home, of their family structure. It's like you don't know your kid, what they're capable of. Mm. Like I know almost everything my daughter's capable of. I'm just waiting to discover what. Her ability, skill sets could possibly blossom blossom into. So. Um, as far as the future is concerned, though, um, authenticity is a very important word for the future. Me sitting right here chopping it up with you, mm-hmm. we follow each other, you know, you've said things that I've, you know, connected with, mm-hmm. vice versa. And yeah. Before you know it, it's like, I see his brother walking past me on the street all the time because go, he goes on his walk. Yeah. And it's on my drive route. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, and that's a genuine, new, modern way to connect with someone now. You know, mm-hmm. people are making connections uh, via the internet that are truly life-changing. Like, this is my soulmate now. This is so, you know. Yeah. Um, so technology, stay on your tech game. I really want to get my daughter more into coding. Mm-hmm. That's really a, an aspiration I have for her.
0: Uh, uh, one place where we they really need the influence of sisters more, man. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I'm like, I see. I remember one time, <clears throat> quick one, I went to see uh, Toy Story. I came home and I told my dad. Um, that nobody's ever gonna wanna see a movie, uh, animated movie different than this again. This was amazing. And he's like, Really? Really? Just, man, this is the most incredible animated movie I've ever seen. And Pixar was brand new then. Nobody had seen a Pixar
0: movie. Actually, I was confused. Oh, I'm sorry. What, what, what you thought I was talking about? No, no, no. Well, I was confused when I saw Toy Story. Really? I was confused. I had never seen computer animation. Before. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, it,
1: it, but once you sat down for the story, it was like you just you were in awe. Yeah. And their feat was they made the first animated feature that didn't that wasn't built around music first. Mm-hmm. If a Toy Story story is just a story. There's no music yeah. all you know accompanying it like you would with the, the traditional watercolors ones. So mm-hmm. I came home and I told my dad. I said, Dad, that that, that movie was incredible. My dad went and checked the uh, the call sign on, on on the Nasdaq and was like, Oh, hey, that they're publicly traded company. And I was like, oh, Dad, we got to get some of that. Like, we got to get some of that. And so he, he went and bought a lot of Pixar. <laughs> and, um, and that was on Pixar One. And then the company just kept growing and growing what? and growing. And then all of a sudden this sale comes up with for Disney. And it was like, I called that as a kid. But because I'm product of hood parents, I didn't even understand what I saw. Mm. I could have been all in on Pixar so tough so early that I really honestly would never have to work again. And, I, and so now that we live in this new, we're gonna see more changes in the next 10 years than the entire industrial revolution saw in 100. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah. So what it means is you have to stay spiritually woke. You have to stay, um, you have to be authentic. People now we have so many different ways. All these cameras, phones. I, I can't go to a restaurant now without somebody photographing me without my permission.
0: How does that feel?
1: You know, at first you, you it, there's a growing period, when and then there's a day you just accept it if you're smart and you adjust your behavior accordingly. What about when little mama's with you? Um, as as long as they're kept back, yeah. I teach little mama. I'm teaching little mama to to yeah. ex- to accept it. Right. Matter of fact, I was really. She almost brought me to tears. She wrote an essay in, for her class. And, um, and, and she had to talk about her inspiration. And she picked me as her inspiration. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally, I was reading it at, at, um, on the wall at Open House, and I was like, oh, I can't finish this. Yeah, and yeah, I'm about yeah, to yeah. start crying in front of these people. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that she said she really loved about me is how I watch my daddy take pictures with people all the time. Even when I know he doesn't want to damn, but he's nice enough and he does it yeah. and it's like to see a nine year old recognize that in you mm-hmm. she's never commented, she yeah. never said anything if anything she's pulled me, let's go mm-hmm. um so that but you know you know that t- that that really that, that 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 got me
0: you know what's so powerful about that is that seeing someone being gracious right it we talk there's a lot of conversation about it's not common right it's not and kids realize that it's not common because kids realize and interpret the behavior from their parents on a very very spiritual level yes sir it it it, it, like the ways that I am like my father are so ingrained into me same me and my dad grew up with me being in him my mom as well like with me and my dad we were at odds for a lot of time and and there'll be ways that i put my hands or things that I'll say to people or ways that people will tell me that I'm being towards them and I'll be like, damn, how in the damn hell did this happen? But with your daughter, when she sees you being that way, that builds value in that behavior for her. She sees you make their day. She, and by the way, if it were the opposite, it would build that value for her. And so it's 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 I think a lot of times we talk about influences and what we should tell kids but a lot of times we don't really talk no, about what we should show it's them. It's
1: only what you show them, man. It's I mean you know, you can you can definitely be I enjoy being a sounding board. Like she and I have just such great conversations. I mean, and and her friends, I'm I'm proud to know the friends that she brings to my house to play. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, I'm just I I g I, I see the responsibility in parenting. My mom made a lot of mistakes, but damn, to come from the Crenshaw district, she did so much more right. Mm. And I just I I thank her immensely. Um and it does reach a time, that's another thing about child acting, you know, where the developmental phases kinda of overlap with your parents and it can get very weird. Yeah. Um and so I like now being a parent myself and I can I can go back and appreciate my parents for the things that they did for me Mm -hmm. in 1979, 1982, Mm -hmm. when life was just so much different. You didn't walk around this town just thinking you were gonna become a star. It wasn't even, there were very few people that walked around feeling that way. For me, it was just always, I'll act to make some money to go to college.
0: Second to last question, because the last question is going to be about, second to last question, would, or would you be okay with your daughter becoming a little actress?
1: Whew. That one's tough. That one, I, I really, that one's tough. That's where I just, I, I don't have an answer on that one. I really don't. I, I'm more obsessed with my daughter, beco- my daughter staying woke in any area where she is, especially when you're competing. So don't get it twisted. Acting is ferocious competition. And that's why when you put all those A-typers out there to play basketball, Mm -hmm. those games were amazing. Yeah. Um, And, um, yeah, so it's going to be her choice. But I just, I, if she goes anywhere near what I know, because I told her, somebody everybody was was like, I said right in front of her, and she just kind of threw me a look. Uh, Somebody say, oh, she should be in the business just like you, and I I glibly just let it out. I was just, I said, no, she doesn't do anything on cue. (laughs) And that's what I said She just threw me a look Mm -hmm. And I was just like You'll get it one day Mm -hmm. And it's You know She just A she's a girl Mm -hmm. And women reserve the right To change their minds Right (laughs) uh, But as a boy That was my talent Mm -hmm. I didn't do it well I did it on cue When you
0: said do it Right
1: And you know That's These millennial kids They don't do much on cue Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Last thing what else is, that? what's after, uh, what's after... Historical roast. He historical roast. No, 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 no. like what's after, uh, historical roast. By the way, I'm going to, you know, he says this, but I'm going to watch this fucking show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to watch this fucking show because I was... Take I, some
1: more of my edibles before you watch. Right, It'll I, be funnier. I, I, saw
0: the, I saw the thing with Jeff Ross and just the reaction of the crowd when he was talking to Fallon. Because when yeah. he was talking about roasting certain people, yeah. people were like, oh, hold on. I, a name I just know. jumped in my head. Did y'all roast Anne Frank? Yeah. Uh, Jesus fuck... Yeah. Look at John. Watch the Anne Frank one like, and watch the, the,
1: the Mandela one first. Jo- oh, I can't vouch for some of the other. I haven't seen all of them yet. So.
0: They roasted Anne Frank. Bro- yeah, dog. Look, look, at, look, see what I'm saying? Yeah, see, that that that's the reaction. It's like he went. Jeff went so
1: far past the line <laughs> that it's absurd. Right. And people just bought in quick. So that's why I was like, I was a little nervous because mm-hmm. with comedy you got to take risks, man, to get people's attention. I so. You know, I mean I got I got asked to play Nelson Mandela and whoever was supposed to play Muhammad Ali backed out on him. So I was on the freeway and they called me asked if me I come back and
0: play Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. So that's how I ended up doing both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what, what so what beyond the historical roles? What, um what,
1: what shoot, man. I I'm, I'm all over the channel. Um I'm i a season opener of uh Raven's home, Raven Raven Simone, okay. a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh did two episodes over there. Uh what else I got coming? I mean, you just, I know this sounds crazy, but Google me. <laughs> ah,
0: Google me. Google me. I
1: got, you know, it's I, like I said, that con, it's coming full circle. You don't have those shows anymore, man, that everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got this over here, you got this over here. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of dates. Um, there's some good stuff that's going to happen this year, too. But just like with Historical Roast, I kind of like to wait to the last minute, see it, and then I decide how hard I'm going to go for that. It.
0: By, that, By the way, very accurate. Because you got to be I, authentic. I asked him to do this podcast a long time ago. Yeah. And he goes, you know what? One day when I have something coming out, I'm just going to hit you. <laughs> and last week, he just hit me. Yeah, because I don't want it. Look, I'm just being real. Like, that's what I mean when I said,
1: I'm trying to make myself more authentic uh-huh. as I get older. All right. And you don't want to push everything like that. I feel you. Sometimes they show you the finished product and you're like, nah, okay. That's, <laughs> that's a check. We good. You know right. what I'm saying? But it was like. This turned out to be a tone right up your alley. Like he would be interested to know what was done with that. Yeah. And then cool enough where people are liking it. Up where I'm like, all right, go check out Historical Roasts on Netflix. And then it's fun for me to be like, all right, that dude I see walking in his exercise all the time, now, mm, slide his DNA.
0: Well, let's see we, what's going let's on. Rap. White people, clap
1: for and the black, amazing and black White. people with the last name White. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we out, man.